Hey guys, Brandon Lewis here. You probably didn't start your painting business exclusively to make money. You likely wanted freedom. Uh, you probably wanted to build equity. You wanted to be in charge of your destiny and maybe even call the shots, pick who you're going to work with. There are a number of benefits that come from starting your own painting business. But one of the biggest ones is likely to increase your personal income and to provide a better opportunity and a better standard of living for your family. With all that having been said, today I would like to teach you a three-step method for projecting your income and better managing your painting business by really understanding how you make money in painting. Now, this will be a little bit simplified and maybe even chaotic. I have in our program a cash flow projection module uh, that, that does this in more detail. I'm not going to get into every single little detail, but I'm going to outline the major things here for you. I thought this would be more entertaining than a spreadsheet. Now, the big reason <clears throat> that I'm doing this is because about 15 minutes into business diagnostics, which is what I do before someone joins the ATPC, uh, I spend uh, time talking about macro metrics. And macro metrics are big numbers that indicate the health of a painting business. One of those is what I refer to as cash flow to owner. Basically, how much money you make when you combine your profits, your salary, uh, if, if you bought vehicles, health insurance, gym memberships, you name it, and you're paying for it through the company and it's a benefit to you. I like to see people at about 30% cash flow to owner. So if you're running a $500,000 painting business, I want you to be making $150,000 if you do not work in the field at all. And also if you uh, are running a million dollar painting business, you would make uh, $300,000. Now, if you work in the field, that time is going to be built at an hourly charge rate. And of course, that will come to you as well and it will flow into your income. So we're going to talk about this stuff. I'm, I'm going to be leaving some things out, okay? I'm not going to try to get everything in here. It would be too difficult. But it's important to know how to do this. And another reason that I'm doing this is because when I get on the phone with people, they don't know. They can't tell me. I've done 2,400-ish uh, hour-long interviews, uh, diagnostic surveys of all kinds of business systems and a painting uh, business, and I'm just amazed at how often people just don't know. And, and the only time they do know is kind of like when it becomes tax time. But that's not, that's not helpful. You need to know what your income is every month, every week, and you need to understand how it happens. So the first thing we're going to do, <clears throat> I'm going to get my handy-dandy calculator here. We're going to talk about the main place, not the only place, but the main place where revenue is generated in a painting business, and that is the number of painters that you have in the field and the number of hours they work. We're going to do this on kind of a a weekly basis to start with, I'm gonna, and I'm going to change these numbers to monthly as we go, okay? So first things first, and if I screw up, apologize uh, in advance because I'm doing this on the fly. Let's say that you run, let's keep it simple, let's say that you run a painting business and you've got five painters out in the field, just five, okay? So you got five painters out in the field, and let's say that maybe you pay them you know, you got five painters, one gets 21, one gets 18, one gets 23, one gets 12, one gets 11, whatever the number is. And let's say when you average all that out, your average pay rate, this is what you pay the painters, 
let's say it ends up being $20, okay, an hour. It may be more, but for simple math, let's do 20. That means it's $100 uh, times five times 20 is $100 uh, per hour that you're gonna pay out in labor every hour that a painter is working, right? So $5 times 20 is $100 an hour. And let's say that you have, these are W-2 employees, they're not subcontractors. I, I can do this for subcontractors, but I can't co-mingle it here. Uh, I could show you how to do this. It's something I routinely do. But for now, let's keep it simple with W-2s. There's a, a little bit different thing that happens up here with subs. I don't have time to get into it. But for right now, let's just do W-2 employees. And let's say that your labor burden is 20%, okay? So you take 100 and you multiply it times uh, 1.2, and that's gonna equal $120 per hour, okay? Now that's what you pay. You know, when you're paying all your guys out in the field, you're shelling out, you know, $120 an hour, every hour, that's what you're shelling out. So, now, you gotta have a charge rate, okay? Your charge rate is what are you charging the client? Okay, what are you charging the client per hour? And I like our guys to be at 100 and, um, or not 100, our, our guys to be at 50% gross profits, which means that you essentially double what you charge the client. So in this case, this is $120 an hour, and if we divide that by five, that's gonna equal 120 divided by five is $24 an hour, okay? So your average pay rate is $24 an hour. You get $120 an hour that's going out. Now, if you double this to charge $48 an hour, or let's say 50, just to have a nice round number, then that means that if you've got five painters times uh, $50 an hour, that means you're charging $250 an hour. If we take away the uh, $120 an hour, that means that you are making $130 per hour, okay? $130 an hour. Now, this assumes, assumes that you're coming in exactly on budget. That if you have five times 20, uh, which is 130, and if, if everybody's working 40 hours, that would mean you take 120, let me clear this out here, you take 120 times 40, that's 4,800 let me make sure this is correct. 120 times 40, $4,800 an hour. So you're going to make 4800 or 4800 not an hour. It means you make $4,800 a week, right? $4,800. Now, if, for example, you are 10% under budget, that number is going to change, okay? Let's pretend like you're 5% under budget, okay? And we can, you can do that by instituting uh, job costing, production rates, uh, save labor bonus program. These are all things we teach people to do in our program. So we're just gonna take 4,800 and we're gonna multiply it times 1.05, which is 5040. I'm gonna back out the 4,800. Should have done that a different way. So you got $240. Plus 240. Now, this is your gross profits, okay? And I'm sorry I kind of did this backwards. Phase one is gross profits. Phase two is non field staff. And phase three is non variable field overhead. 
Okay, we'll get through all these sections. So right now, this is kind of the gross profits that have been produced. We're going to say this 240 is under. I'm going to put under on top of this. That means we're under budget. Now, you also have another profit center, or you should, and that's your materials. Now, I know material prices have gone up and up and up, and everybody's worried about shortages right now. And we have a program called the Painters Purchasing Group where we have negotiated lower paint prices, about 35% lower on average. And that's another video for another time. But you should be making money off of your materials. And let's say you've got this uh, charge rate that you have over here where you've got $250 an hour that you're charging. And let's say $250 uh, times $40. Well, that's $10,000, right? That's $10,000 that you are billing out per week in uh, labor. And let's say that your materials are 15% of that. So just the cost times, or it, it could be the, the whole thing. So times uh, 0.15 equals $1,500. Now, you should be at least doubling your money on your materials, but let's say that you're only marking them up by 35%, times 0.35, then that should be an extra profit margin for you every week. So we're gonna add an extra $525 here. And let's say that you're under budget on your materials times 10%, and let's just multiply that times 0 0.1. That means that we're just gonna round it up to $52. So this is 52, and we're gonna put this under mark again here. So, 4,800 plus 240 plus uh, 525 for materials plus 52. That's where all your gross profits come from. That's the only place gross profits come from really is, is where you generate this money with labor and materials. Okay, this is how you make money. If you wanna know how to make more money, you add more painters and there's a few other things we can talk about here, but this is how it's basically done. There's some things I've left out here. Um, all this is variable. I could also put, you know, gross profits It's variable variable okay so let's add this up real quick 48 let me clear this out 4800 plus 240 plus 2 525 is that right 525 plus 52 so you should have 5617 dollars I'll put this over here in the corner 56.17 that's where all you know, everything that you've got to make now comes out of this 56.17 a week. Okay, this is weekly for right now. Now, out of that 56.17 has to come what I call your non-field staff. As your company gets bigger, this number is bigger. Okay, it, it starts out small. And let's say you've got a part-time admin. And at five painters, you're probably not going to have... You're probably not going to have five painters. You really don't need much more than a part-time admin. I could add some estimators, operations managers here. If this was about 10 people, maybe I should have started with 10 up here. Uh, but let's just keep it simple. So you got a part-time admin, and they're coming in 16 hours a week, two days a week just to help you out with marketing and, and, and standard stuff you could kit up and give to people. And let's say you pay them 20 bucks an hour. I don't know what you'd pay them. Depends on your area. 20 times 16 is 320. And let's say another common thing that you might have is a, is a bookkeeper. 
Okay. Okay, and let's say it's just like four hours a week and you pay them $35,000 an hour. So let's go four times 35 equals 140. So if you add those two things up, you have 460, okay? That comes out here, so it's a negative 460. Now, your non-variable overhead. Now, before we move on, the thing that's beautiful about this up here is that if you change this number here, this $50 an hour number, or if you change this number, how many painters you have in the field, it's going to make a huge difference on this number over here. If you go over budget versus under budget, that's going to make a big difference in this number over here. Are you following me so far? I mean, it, all these little changes up here. And one thing I failed to mention, uh, I'm always worried about overcomplicating these videos, is all this has to do with what are the quality of your leads coming in? Are they all repeat and referral and commercial uh, repaints? Are they all uh, referral sources from uh, B2B referral sources? Do you get them from the operational marketing you do as you paint houses? Or are you strictly getting cold, crappy internet leads exclusively. Now, you have to have some of those in the mix, but depending on the percentage of those that you have, it's going to have a huge impact on if you can command this $50 an hour. In many cases, this is kind of low. It's probably about $55, $65, for some of you $75, even $80 an hour. I'm keeping these numbers low for the sake of simplicity, okay? And these are going to change, okay, by the market. And so this is all here. And don't get caught up in the numbers, okay, the, what the dollar amounts are. They, these can change according to your market. It also has a big deal to do with your sales system. If you got a crappy, non-persuasive sales system, it's going to be very difficult uh, to command that premium price. But let's just keep it here for now, okay? And your cost of living will make these things change. So these are your non-field staff. You only got two people helping you out part-time. If this were a larger company, you'd have, you know, maybe an estimator or an operations manager in here, maybe more people, maybe next, maybe two salespeople, depending on the size of the company. I've worked with very big ones, $3 million, $20 million, $50 million. So this all looks different in those cases. So then you get down to non-variable overhead. Now, the 120 up here, now this we talked about, that's insurance. And, and maybe FACA and other taxes, so insurance tax, and it's all variable, okay? It's just driven by the, the job. Then you got non-variable overhead. Let's just put some stuff in here. So let's go gas. This is a week. I'm gonna say with Joe Biden in office, this is at, at least probably $200. Um, and you've got, let's say, utilities, if you rent some kind of little office, maybe it's just a surcharge. It's just we're putting stuff in here for the sake of the exercise. 100. Let's say that you've got what are some other basic overhead uh, items? Say marketing, just little dinky stuff you do on your own. Hundred dollars. What else would be some basic overhead? Um, I would maybe tools. I'm, I know I'm putting a lot of. It's probably not 100. 50, what's something else that's basic overhead? I'm just drawing a blank here. Uh, tools, paintings, gas, 
Um, I'm just going to put meals for, for crew, just nice things you do for them. We'll put that in here as 100. There may be other things, okay? I'm just trying to keep this simple. So if we add this up, that's 200, 300, 400, 450, 550. Okay, so that means that we got negative 550 down here. And usually if you have a small crew, you only got uh, five painters, and you're not in the field in this case, up here, then, you know, this is going to be a low number. I'm actually, at the end, I'll show what it would be like if you're working 30 hours, okay, in, in the field, and you use 10, uh, maybe 20 hours um, outside of that to do prospecting, business improvement, courses, um, running estimates, doing basic office work. So now we got this. So we got to take 5617, we take 460, we take 550 away from it. So we take 460, well, whoops, we take 5617 minus 460 minus 550. I messed that up. Sorry, guys. 5617 minus 460 minus 550 equals 46. 4607. So that's how much you should be making weekly in this case. And we're going to multiply that for a monthly calculation by 4.2, which is about how many weeks are in a month on average. So 4.2 times 460. Oh, hold on a second. So 4607 times 4.2 equals. That's 19349 We're going to round it up to 19350 That's pretty good money. Times 4.2 is $19,350. And that's truly how much money you can make if you hit these numbers, which is five painters. And, you know, you, as you add overhead, that would come out of there. Uh, if you have more field staff, that will come out over here. Now, if you don't manage your field budget, and if you don't hit your numbers, if you're not under... This number's not going to be as big. I mean, you can look here that being under on materials is about $300 a week. 300 times 4.2 is going to be roughly, uh, what's that, 400, say for 350, let's say 350 times 4 would be 1,200, 15, about $1,500 lower if you missed your budget. Uh, if you were down, back to basics, and if you were 10% under, that'd be about $3,000 that would come out of that 19,000, which would be, would be down to 16. So all these little numbers make a big difference. And let's say that you work 30 hours a week and you're charging that $50 an hour and you're getting paid directly for your labor. Well, then that would be, what's, that would be three, I think that's 1,500, right? Yes, 1,500. 50 times 30, 1,500 times 4.2, that'd be 6,300. And let's, we're going to subtract this 20% up here, just in, I think you'd have to pay that. So 6,300 times, um, I think this works, 0. 0.8 is 5040. That number may be um, a little bit less. I'm going to put less tax insurance, which means you'd really have a take-home take -home pay of 
5,040. And then if you add this 19,350, you can truly make about $24,000 a month running five painters, hitting your numbers. Now, I see people do this. I can give you numbers for people that do this. And I also see people that are running five people crews that make $80,000 a year instead of, now you probably wouldn't make $24,000 uh, um, every every month. For example, let's say that you did that times nine. That would be two hundred nineteen thousand five ten. And let's say those are your peak months. And so let's just round that up to two twenty for simple math. Two hundred twenty k. And let's say that there are, you multiply that times point six and let's divide that by nine maybe you only make fourteen thousand the three other months that it's slow in the winter so we we multiply that times three may have lost some of you that'd be forty three thousand nine oh two plus the two two zero 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 so that would mean that you'd make $263,902 for that year. If you did the same thing, right? If you did the same thing over and over again every month. So this is how I help people figure out how much money they make and what their decisions and their business systems end up doing to their personal income down here at the bottom. We have a cash flow projection sheet. It's a little bit more complicated than this. Not complicated, but it takes into account a lot of smaller things that you really can't do on a whiteboard here. But this is the essence of it, to sum up. All your money is made up top here. All your money is made up top. All the money is made by hitting your budgets and being able to command a high price with sales systems and good lead generation and, and hitting budgets and save labor bonus programs by marking up labor and material. You buy labor and material wholesale and you sell it retail. That's what you do in the painting business. Hidden budgets. Down here, we take out our staff that help us run our business. And down here, we take out our variable, our non-variable overhead. These are things that are kind of fixed no matter how much work we do. And then we're left. By the time we multiply it all out with our take-home pay, and of course, Uncle Sam or Uncle Joe, or whoever it is, takes out 30% you know, of that. And then your state government takes out another 10 to 15 to 20% of that. So you're left with about half of it. Looks real big, right? Oh, you mean I can make 263? Well, yeah, but you're, you're probably only going to be able to keep about, probably able to keep about half of it. And so that's why it's so important to get this right so that your take-home pay is good for you and your family. If this is confusing, and you need a simplified way to do it. Uh, and if you'd like to talk because you don't really understand how money is made in a painting business, or maybe you do conceptually after seeing this and doing some simple, you know, back of the envelope math yourself, like I just did here in front of you. Um, but maybe you're just like, I don't want to have to learn all that stuff from scratch. 
Brandon, I don't have time for that. I don't want to reinvent the wheel. Somebody's taught me how to paint. Why don't I get somebody to teach me how to run my painting business? I've helped about 450 painting contractors in six different countries do this stuff. And if you'd like to set up a call to speak with me, just email me, brandon at paintersacademy.com. I just plainly talk through this stuff. I'm not salesy. It's just like, here's what you need to fix. If you want to fix it, great. If you don't want to fix it, keep making what you're making. It makes no difference to me. So Brandon Lewis here with Painters Academy. I hope this is helpful. And again, I did it because people just really don't understand where the money comes from in a painting business. And, and people can't tell me how much they've made or how much they will make when I talk to them. And it's a problem. And I got a lot of feedback. Uh, from that email I sent previously. And I meant to do a video instead of an email, but I ran out of time. So this is going to have to do today. All right, guys, take care. Uh, email me. Be happy to set up a diagnostic call if I can ever help you or anybody you know. Let me know. Take care.